you are listening to the Grace and Wrath podcast. This is Mark. Living a truly fulfilling life without Christ is impossible, and choosing to die without Christ is pure insanity. Repentance of sin and belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved by God's grace from God's wrath. Hello, brothers and sisters. This is Mark bringing you another Bible story. Thanks again for tuning in to this podcast. If you're new, we tell Bible stories in chronological order, followed by some commentary and talk about witnessing and evangelism and sharing the gospel of Jesus. Today's story is Leaving Laban, continuing the story of Jacob. Uh, Jacob wanted to have a private conversation with his two wives. So they met out in a field. He said to them, I worked hard for your father, even though he changed our deal ten times. The Lord protected me, and every time Laban changed our agreement. God changed how the lambs were born. Now your father is angry with me. So the angel of God has told me to return to the land of my fathers. Both women agreed with him. They said, Do what God has told you to do. Our father sold us to you and then spent the money. You haven't gotten anything from him that doesn't already belong to us and our children. So without telling Laban, Jacob took all that he had and started driving his herds towards Canaan. Before they left, Rachel stole her father's family idol. Three days later, Laban heard that Jacob had left. He immediately took a group of men and chased after Jacob. It took seven days to catch up with him. The night before, God appeared to Laban and said, Watch out! Don't do anything to Jacob, good or bad. The next day, Laban met Jacob and said, Why did you do this to me? You left like a thief in the night and took my daughters and grandchildren like they were prisoners. If you had told me, I would have put on a grand party and sent you off with a flare. Now you've disgraced me, and if I wanted to, I could destroy you right here. But last night, the God of your fathers told me not to do anything to you. I suppose I can understand your being homesick and wanting to go home, but why did you steal my family idol? Jacob said, I didn't steal your idol. Look for yourself. Go ahead. Search our tents. If you find it, I'll kill the person who took it. He didn't know that Rachel had taken it. Laban searched the tents belonging to Jacob, Leah, and the two mid-servants. He then went into Rachel's tent. She was sitting on her camel seat where she had put the idol. She said, Father, Please forgive me for not standing. I am having my monthly period. Laban looked throughout her tent and didn't find his idol. At this point, Jacob became angry. He said, You've chased me here like I was a criminal. You've searched everything I have. Have you found anything that belongs to you? Bring it out and put it in front of your men. No, you haven't found anything. I worked for you for 20 years. I endured the extreme heat in the day and the frost at night. I worked without much sleep so you could prosper. I endured these hardships, and you still mistreated me throughout it all. Then you made me bear all the loss for anything that went wrong. I had to pay you if someone stole a sheep. If an animal killed a lamb, suddenly it was my lamb. You changed our agreement ten times. I would be standing here penniless if God hadn't made things right. Now he's protecting me from you. Laban said, Everything you have belongs to me. Those are my daughters. Those are my grandsons. Those are my flocks. But what can I do now? Let's make a firm agreement that cannot be changed. Everyone here will be a witness to it. So all the men took stones and piled them in a mound. 
Jacob and Laban agreed that neither man would ever go to the other side of the mound. Laban said, These rocks are in agreement between us. You're not to mistreat my daughters and take any other wives. Jacob then made a sacrifice to God, and afterwards everyone sat down to a meal. The next morning, Laban kissed his daughters and grandchildren and blessed them. He then returned to his home. All right, let's talk about idols. That seems to have been a a key issue uh, with Laban in this story. Verse 31, 19. Let me read it to you. Laban had gone to shear his sheep, and Rachel stole her father's household gods. These images or figurines of varying sizes were usually of nude goddesses with accentuated sexual features, either signaled special protection for, inheritance rights for, or guaranteed fertility for the bearer. Or perhaps possession by Rachel would call for Jacob to be recognized as head of the household at Laban's death. Those are all, that's a possible reason that Rachel chose to steal them or, you know, the fertility issue because she had challenges with that. And then I also, speaking of the idols, I want to read verse 31:30, where Laban is speaking and says, And now you have gone away because you longed greatly for your father's house, but why did you steal my gods? Longing to return to Canaan might excuse uh, his leaving without notice, okay? But it could not excuse the theft of his teraphim. That's what these figurines were called. Laban's thorough search for these idols, though, also marks how important they were to him as a pagan worshiper. I'd like to point that out. As Christians, what do you worship? What is more important to you? I know I panic if I lose my phone. I just did that this morning, actually. I didn't lose it, but I left it behind. There's practical reasons for that. We, we communicate with that. I, I, what if my wife needed to reach me or whatever? But how much do we love our things? Even our family. How much do we love our family? I adore my children. I love, I can't imagine a father loving their kids more than I do. That love's easy. My, my, loving your kids is easy. They're cute. They can be funny. They make, a, they have accomplishments. Uh, they achieve things at work in relationships. That I love my children. They make me smile and happy. And it, it, it's just easy to love, love my kids. Now there's my wife. I love her dearly, but it's a different love, and it's a more proactive love. The Bible tells us to love our children, but the Bible also tells us to love our spouse more, and sometimes that one takes more work. It's not as easy. Let's face it. Sometimes there's disagreements. Sometimes there's challenges in relationships, and sometimes we take it for granted. That's another reality that happens, but we are to love our spouses more. And the Bible also tells us we are to love Christ even more than that. Think about that. I, I love my children. It, I can't fathom having any more room in my heart to love my kids. And I love my wife more than that. I can't fathom oozing out any more love. Could I express it better? Of course, I'm a guy. I Whatever, I'm guilty. But, but I do love her dearly. And how much now do I love Christ? I am commanded to love Christ most of all. I mean, that, that's humbling. That cha- challenge yourself with that. Think about that. Uh, I've prayed and meditated about this often. 
that we are to love our God with all our heart, all our being. We are commanded to. Go to the Ten Commandments, read them. It's a humbling experience. Also know that God loves us infinitely more than we can even comprehend. It's awe-inspiring when you think about the immensity of all this. So that'll be the takeaway. Love God. Love your family. It's okay to love thing, to like things and to really enjoy things, but let's not make idols out of them. Idolatry is not a good thing. We are to love God more than anything. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call, turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program. And please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath and on the web at graceandwrath.com. Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now. So ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.